lady. How have you been? Girl, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel uh, you. You would never think, uh, well, I don't even know if you've tried this, but you would never think that what you eat controls your mood so much. Oh, Unt- absolutely. Until you're just like in this shit of there's certain things you don't eat and then um, how other people push your buttons. Like when mm-hmm. I tell they I felt like violence. today I was doing good up until um, kid number two dad like text me like dumb shit at like 6.30 in the morning and I'm just I'm just like leave me the fuck alone (laughs) and today has been a mood of leave me the fuck alone to the point of I don't even want my child calling me while she's in your house (laughs) <laughs> and she's only four and I'm unfortunately she's gonna have to see me when he drops her off and when she when he drops her off I hope that he opens the truck and puts her the pipe and my seven opens the door and let her in <laughs> like that I would rather not see him and then it's to the point where if he acts, and then, you know what it really, the shit that really pissed me off be, it'd be the passive aggressiveness after you did shit to piss me off. Yeah, being passive aggressive is one of my pet peeves in the world. Like, after you did something to piss me off on purpose, you're going to say, oh, um, don't worry, it's not a big deal. I'm worried about you. You you sound like you need a break. <laughs> that sounds like back in the day when those men used to um, like be able to commit their wives mm-hmm. and call it like, um, what is it called? The vapors? Girl, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's not so me, it's fair. you, I, I, I didn't even respond because I was like, if I say what I need to say, he would probably use that against me in court. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me not say anything. But I swear to God, if he comes here and he's trying to be like phony nice to me and talk about, I'm, you know, I'm just worried because you just really been snapping. Nigga. It's going to be like, on some, sir, I don't even want you to worry about my feelings no more. Like, it was easier to deal with him when I thought we hated each other. Yeah. I you know what that. I'm saying? That, that's the crazy part, but... Because it's I, like, I, when nobody gives a fuck, then there's no expectation. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello? I feel you. I feel you. So, um, anyway, you know, I'm here. I'm in one piece. My fasting yeah. started at five, five o'clock, so I won't be eating anything until nine thirty tomorrow morning. Yeah, I do. Um, my intermittent my intermittent fast is from ten p.m. till ten a.m. the next day. Mm. And I feel you. And I also don't eat meat. I don't call myself a vegetarian because if I want some meat, I eat it. But I mostly 98% of the time don't eat meat and um, transitioning to that was 
very difficult. So I feel you, like the hangry, like just want to eat what something. <laughs> to the point where I'll be sitting still for two hours and out of the blue, I'm hella emotional and mad. And I feel like I don't, I don't, I haven't even taken my gun out my gun case all week because I know like the slightest <laughs> hit that somebody pissed me off, I'm going to do something I regret. Yeah. And- yeah. It's going to get explanation on so Chantal, explain to us why did you do such and such for that little reason? And I'm just like, you know what? It's not safe. It's not safe for people. So, um, like even today, <laughs> we bought a book and I was like, fuck. I was planning on taking a nap, escaping a little um, life today by taking a nap and avoiding human beings. Now I got to mm-hmm. go to the post office. If anybody knows me, the post office is the most hated place on earth for me. So when I tell you I went in, dropped the package, checked my um my uh bo- my box at the post office, came back in, um, and I was done. Even my best friend, her birthday passed. I dropped off her gift at her house. I said, you know what? I'm fasting. I don't have enough energy to be around human beings. I will say something I don't need to say. I'm very moody. If you don't understand, you don't understand. Love you, peace. I see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, self care. Like I have to very, very many forms. <laughs> the only thing that calms me down when I'm like that during the times where I can eat is is fucking chicken. Once I put chicken in my mouth, my whole mood changes. I yeah, I can see that. I'm like that too. I'm like because I have a meat day cheat day. And so when I have my midday cheat day, it's like there's so many things that I can have and do and eat, but it's always, always, always chicken wings. (laughs) And I can't even have chicken wings because my doctor was like, you cannot have meat with uh, skin on it. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, so you just a little troll little petite type of doctor thing so what can I eat girl she got me in my house eating plant based cheese <laughs> not see he said I can't, I, I, I can't, oh, there I can't. That's, that would kill me I would literally just be like just just bury me raw Add, I want some white cheese pizza I can't yeah girl. I can't oh. I can't even imagine so yeah. So um anyway, <laughs> welcome to Stereo. Um we've done a show on here before, right? No. This is our first time. I'm so excited. Okay. So let me get you initiation for the Gangsta Nation. What's up, y'all? We have three listeners up top where the microphone is. We are live. We have three listeners. We got Allie, we got Ray Author. He be on here when we be doing Lama Stereo with Greg. We got Sis Research. What's good, girl? We've done a show in the past. What's good? And that tells you who's in the room. To the right, you can play music in the background, which sometimes I don't do because sometimes I feel like the music overtakes us talking. And mm-hmm. then those dots show that um, people can request to join. 
But because we're recording for a podcast, I'm not sure if they fixed that feature where you can record the whole show with um, more than two people. So I'm not going to hit that. So if anybody wants to tap into today's uh, episode, just leave a message because I don't want to hit someone can join and it mess up the recording. I am using it an external microphone but this external microphone thing is kind of um tricky where sometimes it doesn't work correctly so i don't have that button hit but i am using the external mic under it is super fan settings so that's like if you um allow people to subscribe to your shows whatever shows you do on uh stereo and for super fans only means only your fans will be able to hear the conversations you have with anybody on here. Ooh. I don't much because I haven't seen the pros behind doing super fan shows because uh, you can't do anything with the recording. It's just like a show on here. It's like a private talk. Yeah. Um, this from super fans only means only people who are subscribed to you can leave messages. I don't fuck with that button either. Um, so uh, the bottom part where the play button is to the left is like messages we can play. So I don't like for the messages to get over five before I play mm-hmm. it. So um, during us talking and podcasting, I'll go ahead and say, okay, let's play these messages and I'll run through and play them. When you hit that play button, it'll give you a list. Sometimes it'll do the breakdown of the messages so you can read it. It's not always 100% correct what the type is of what they're saying, but it tries to get it as close as possible to transcribe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now we have two messages, one from Ray Arthur and one from Emerald Mimi. Let's play them. So I'm going to play them. And you can pause the messages during their playing so you just hit the button if you want to pause it and talk and play the whole thing again so i'm gonna play right authors yes i think people are sabotaging relationships either because they don't want to put in the work or maybe listening to the wrong people or you know what they have such high expectations nowadays but it doesn't meet up with reality that's a fact yes you you took the words right out of my mouth okay okay and we haven't even dived into this topic yet because i'm i I know you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna play this other message hey you guys um i'm just chiming in i want to ask you guys can you guys really really help me out with this question i really need you guys advice Bring the question on. Let's go. So while she's dropping that question, um, yeah. my name is Sham from She Gets a Pod and some other podcasts. This is Crystal. Okay, this is my college homie. Okay, we used to have class projects together. Okay, yes, ma'am. We're adulting and shit. She has her own podcast called Grown Ass Folk Podcast. So y'all check it out on your podcast platforms. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. First of all, how was your fucking vacation? It was awesome. 
So it was uh, my husband and I's 19th wedding anniversary. Yeah. And we went to Cancun, Mexico. It was everything. We got very drunk and we were very relaxed. And um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome to get back out because I'm such a, like I have such a wanderlust that Mm -hmm. the past year and a half has been a nightmare for me. And I've been living vicariously Mm -hmm. through like travel magazines. So it was very nice to finally be able to get out and do something. And um, even though I caught a cold on the way back home, I had to take like 70,000 COVID tests to get back in the US. So I know it wasn't COVID. So that's a good thing. What happened? Girl, it was this nasty-ass lady sitting behind me on the plane. Uh, she was just, like, coughing and hacking. And I get up to go to the restroom, and I notice she's not wearing a mask. And I'm like, ma'am, put your mask on. And then two days later, I started coughing and sniffling. And then my husband got <laughs> sick. and my Yes, my husband got sick. My dog got sick. We all got sick. But it was worth it for that vacation because I really, really needed it. <laughs> Girl, first of all, congrats on 19 years in marriage. What the hell? Thank you. That's Girl, I was, I, in marriage and I can't even find me a healthy relationship with consistent teen that does things. Well, I mean, you know, uh, my marriage happened by mistake. That's that's what I tell people. Like, it, it wasn't it wasn't God's mistake, but it was my mistake because I was the type of person who growing up, I'm never getting married. I'm like, I'm be single forever. I'm be like having a hot girl summer every summer until I'm like 80. And then I met my mm-hmm. husband and I just couldn't resist his face. And um, yeah, I fell into marriage and it, it stuck. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the but the most amazing is well. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. You breaking up on me a little bit. I'm gonna try to adjust here. Okay, hold on, because I I didn't hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. So what I was just gonna say, the most important thing is to just marry your best friend. Man, I want to, but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes your best friend fucking disappoints you, and then when you're trying to have extracurricular um, activities, you can't come. Um, yeah, that's and a like, problem. Man disappoints me mentally, and I can't mentally connect with you. I can't. I'm not getting nothing from sex. You're just pumping the air at this point. Well, that goes back to the first um, the first young man who left us a message and um, just setting those realistic expectations because people are going to disappoint you. It's, 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 it's life. It's fucked up, but it does happen. And when you set your expectations realistically, and mm-hmm. you go into a relationship with intention, mm-hmm. then the people who disappoint you, you you find yourself 
being able to find the words to express to them, hey, you disappointed me. This is why. How can we fix it? And when you have that conversation, it does go a long way into, you know, being able to reconnect with that person so that you don't shut off that valve that women tend to have. Like, you don't, you don't want to fuck nobody that you feel like is a loser or has lost your respect in some way. Girl, <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. And I'm just like, I think, I, and I had to t- say to myself, I said, I think, I think this is dead. <laughs> I, we're, like, we're alive, but this is dead. Like, this no more. Like, once I can't respect you and I'm me- mentally disappointed, I can't do shit with you. Yeah, and then I'm really pissed off about it because, sir, you was go to dog. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so now you really having a bitch out here having to start from scratch and replace peen that I don't want to do because I don't like people. Yeah, yeah, I feel all of that. I feel yeah. all of that, and I say all the time that I feel bad about you know I feel bad for women who are dating right now because. Girl, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so trash. And that's why I was like, nigga, name me another woman that's 34 with two kids and only fuck five people. Yeah. So you like should you know never, when you step into that, that this is like treasure. This is, you would never, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, this ain't about that. But <laughs> congrats on that. Thank um, you. The topic for uh, today that I wanted to talk about is the young people today are having fun and sabotaging healthy relationships. And I want to know, why do you think that is? So what uh, author was saying is correct, where I think people would rather not put 100% of their feelings into other people and they give them like a certain percentage of I'm gonna put one foot in you know like what's that uh, uh, foot game where you be seeing who's it Uh, you are not they put one foot in and keep one foot out for safety and I don't know if I blame them I, I feel I feel the same way about that but I also think part of it is um is like a self esteem thing I feel Mm. that a lot of people don't want to, they fear rejection. Yeah. And so if they, if they fear that this person is going to eventually reject them, then get not getting too serious or breaking off first or being the playboy or the hot girl is what saves them that embarrassment. And a lot of it is ego. It's like, you want Mm. to, you want to preserve your ego and be, you know, big man on campus in the relationship and, you know, end it first or not get serious or we're just friends or, you know, all of those different things that people do when they bullshit around a relationship. And that's where those situations come into play. Like, oh no, we're not boyfriend, girlfriend, we're this, or we're not a boyfriend. Like even when I went for my, um, my, uh, pussy checkup, my doctor was like, (laughs) are you sexually active? And I was like, yeah. Are you on birth control? I was like, no. And she was like, so is this person like your only person? I said, yeah. And she was like, so what are you guys? I'm just like, 
girl humans like ain't no yeah like fuck these titles because these titles be having people stuck on dumb shit these titles be having people together with this person one person is 110 percent committed to this person and this other person doesn't believe in commitment but they want the loyalty shit but they don't want the other shit that comes with it where you should also commit to this person or leave them the fuck alone so mm-hmm. when it comes to titles i'm just i i through my experiences of relationship i was trained through trial and error of not giving a fuck about titles like as a 34 year old woman there's no man that will come into my life and be like I want you to be my girlfriend sir I have utilities in my name and a car payment that I pay insurance (laughs) there's no fucking way that I'm about comfortable with some man being my boyfriend when I got two kids I have have a real fucking life you know what I'm saying so if a man's going to come into my life and be my anything, you're going to have to be the man that's going to come into my life and dismiss all the needs for any man to be in my life. Yeah, I mean, two, well, three things. First of all, we're going to have to back up. I would have felt attacked by that doctor. Like, are you my gynecologist or my therapist, ma'am? Girl! Just check it and move on. <laughs> and I don't and I don't that's where that's why I don't even know like how did I come in here to put my pussy on the slab and you telling me about my whole body health. Right. Exactly. You telling that's, that's... me that like she was like, so you know, how how was your your father's health? And I was like, shitty. Like he died from a neurological issue. Um, how's your mother's health? She takes 13 pills a day. Okay, well, let me tell you this. I don't like I don't like where your weight is for your height. She said, you are perfectly healthy right now, but if you continue to eat all the things that Caribbean people eat, <laughs> which is the <laughs> she was like, you're going to have health issues like your mom. And I was like, shit, bitch. Don't say no shit like that to me because in my head, me having two kids, I know what it's like to grow up and take care of your mom as if that's your child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want that for them. So, of course, I'm going to listen to this short lady now and completely be on this no-carb devil devil way of eating because that's what the fuck it is. Okay? I can't have shit I like while doing this and that's why i'm mad moody well but when that's, I- that's gonna be another episode we could we could talk about healthy eating and all of the myths and misconceptions <laughs> girl i hate it yeah yeah so 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 when it comes to like this love hate relationships um it seems like the people who are half assed in these relationships with other people, it feels like they're winning compared to the people who are committed to people who are disappointing them. Well, it looks like that on the surface, but a lot of that, it looks like fun, but it's not as shitty. I, I mean, I and I know people who have um, committed their lives to not getting married or not getting married again 
Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my shit that I carry comes from my childhood. My mother never remarried. I've seen my mother with like maybe three dudes in my whole life. And mm. those dudes were not never introduced as my boyfriend or, you know, it was always, you know, this is just a guy I know. And mm. um, so I I kind of grew up watching those things and then I realized that those people are just as defunct as people who are in long-term relationships and unhappy. So it looks like a lot of fun, but it's really not. Like, like first and foremost, I, I don't want to have to worry about every bump and bruise on my vagina. I just couldn't take it. I can't even imagine. <laughs> and then on top of that, um, you have the loneliness where you are interacting with people on a daily basis. Some girls I know go on a date like three times a week, but they're going home alone. No kids, okay. no cat, no nothing. Can we pause here? Because mm-hmm. I can honestly say that I am 34 years old and I've never been on a date with nobody I don't know. And that's partially, uh, okay, 50% because I I don't know how the fuck that works. And 50% because I don't want to know how the fuck that works because of what I've <laughs> what I've heard from people because it's these 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 imaginary societal expectations on what happens on this date uh how this date is supposed to be because some people say this is a good and some people say this is bad and the fact that I don't like being in close proximity with people I don't know and the fact that I have to decipher is this genuine or are you putting on for me all of those are very valid. All of that is very valid. <laughs> um, like you know how you know how people you probably be well you you don't because you're married. Well, you probably as a woman you might be out and society be like, okay, men, this is how you approach a woman, and you need to say this. I'm the woman that's like, if a man comes up to me and he says some book dating ass shit. I'm going to be turned off because I don't like people telling me what to do. I don't like people dictating my personality and I don't, I want a man that people can't tell what to do. I want a man to come up to me and say exactly what's on his mind and not apologize for it. Yeah. And that's orthodox because more, a lot of men will never do that. Yeah. But that's not, that is, that's, a pretty normal expectation and I mean I do go through it because people say the same thing people have the same constructs for marriage people have the same box that they put me and my husband in and the things that they expect for us to do and say to each other and how we should conduct ourselves in public and all of these things and that's just not the way that we operate and I think that um, both of us are like the square peg that society tries to fit into around whole and mm-hmm. neither one of us are willing to conform to that and that I believe is part of the reason why we wound up together and why we've been together so long because <coughs> excuse me you can't live up you can't always live your life based on the societal constructs of you know what people are expecting you to behave like and that is yeah. the key is finding that 
other person who doesn't give a fuck about what society thinks they should behave like. Because let me tell you something. If you tell me to smile, if you try to tell me to be ladylike, if you try to tell me any any of these fucking things, you are going to get the world's biggest fuck you with a big dirty dick. Girl, I hate that. Um, and I just, I don't know, like, ugh, I sometimes I'd be like, Chantal, are you asking for too much? Or, no. Chantal, <laughs> you're asking for the exactly what the fuck you want, and the people, you, you're asking the wrong people. That might be it. You know, and, and, and if that's the case, oh, I'm gonna keep up my shit. You know what I'm saying? And now and I've learned to um this is another fucked up thing. Through my fucked up relationships, I've learned to not want a man around me when I'm lonely. You know what I'm saying? Because you gotta explain lo- that. <laughs> okay, so when you're, when you're lonely as a woman, a normal a woman who experienced healthy relationships, you want a man who who is um, good and good for you in those times of loneliness. My unhealthiness of that shit where I bask in my loneliness and I would rather not have a man around is it's too much of a gamble to enjoy my lonely times with a man that's going to disappoint me. So I would rather not deal with that shit. And it's, and it's, it's, it's like, it's like having this negative notion of this man hasn't disappointed you yet, but because you're used to disappointment, prepare for it. And in my head, I'm just like, it's going to happen. So let me just not try this shit because it's better than trying this shit and being mad at yourself for fucking trying. I I feel that on a very deep level. That's how I feel about people generally. That's why I don't have a whole lot of friends. Girl! <laughs> and that's why I'm not mad at when... I'm adulting in life and the friends that I consider best friends, they start falling off because my thing is like, if I'm growing and this is for everybody, if you're growing and you're maturing and you're lifing out here in adult life and you're doing it right, your friends list is supposed to get less. Yeah. You're always, every year you're supposed to be filtering who your people are, who are your people that are growing with you. So I'm not bothered by friends I had in college that I don't talk to no more. I'm not bothered by friends I had through work that I don't even talk to no more. They don't call my kids iPads no more. We just fell off because if you fell off, you're supposed to fall off. Yeah. Everybody is here for a season. Right. Okay. So we we got four messages. I want to play close to five and then we'll continue. Shan is my name. She gets it pod. <laughs> what is going on, Shan? It's been a minute. 
I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you and I'm like, I gotta say something because it's been a minute since I sat in one of your shows. Sharice, I hope I said your name right and I didn't butcher it, but what's up, sis? That's my husband in the background practicing. So, yeah. Uh, Stereo, this is live, actually, and it happens in my home uh, every day. He's be practicing his horn, so nothing played. <laughs> okay, y'all, much love from the cosmos. I love it. Hey, girl, hey. I, I do love that. I, I I wish that my husband would pick up an instrument. He um he did engineering for a long time, and so mm-hmm. I had to listen to him like making beats and stuff like that. And it was all like computerized, and you know had to listen to the beat over and over again. But if I could have like a live band in my living room every day, that's so. I think anyone that can play an instrument is very interesting and very attractive. But the yes. fact that husband plays the instrument girl come on absolutely um are people today sabotaging relationships uh if you could elaborate a little bit on that for me i would greatly appreciate it um because i mean i kind of got a lot to say about this topic not gonna lie um controversial maybe does it make sense definitely um is it true that's depending on the person um but yeah all right that was master servant what's up um so what i mean by are people sabotaging healthy relationships it's like people are putting in 50 percent in relationships because if it fucks up they still have 50% of them that they never wasted. You know what I'm saying? And with that being said, a lot of times if you put in 50% with a good person and they do one thing that you don't like, but you never discussed your likes and dislikes about the thing that they did and you just expect them to automatically know you and and be able to make you happy, can you hold that against them? Nope. It's kind of like, can you hold against, like, can you hold something against somebody that you never gave the space to discuss or y'all never got to the level of discussing what are my likes and dislikes, but because I did this one thing and you don't like it and you never told me you don't like it, now you just basically block me or like people call today, you ghost me. Yeah. But another another part of that, something that you said was is that people you know, give 50%. But my thing is, is what happens if you're blocking your own blessing? If you're giving 50% to somebody who's wanting to give you 100 and you lose your soulmate or the person that you're supposed to be with or the person that you could potentially love because they say, oh, this motherfucker's only giving me 50 cent, 50%. I'm out. Okay, so two things on that. One, I used to believe in soulmates. I don't anymore. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe it's not, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Two, I've had that question personally on myself is if I'm only, if if I've only been given men in relationships 80% of me, right? Since 20, since 2007. Let's be honest. Since 2007. 
any relationships since 2007. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Y'all haven't had a hundred percent of Chantal. Right. Because I mm-hmm. feel like I, I feel like I gave my a hundred percent to somebody that shouldn't have had it in the first place. So I feel mm-hmm. like it's like, it's like when a um, animal uh, sheds old skin. <laughs> like that a hundred percent me. Oh, that's old shit. You know what I'm saying? So now yeah. y'all about to get this new shit. And this new shit is I only give you 80% because that's my safe place. Because if it doesn't, if the relationship doesn't work, I don't really bask in the uh, disappointment or the hurt of it not working because in the back of my head, I had the, <clears throat> the idea that it was going to work anyway. And I was prepared to pivot back to being by myself anyway. Yeah. Right? But that yeah. fucks me up. It, it, that fucks me up because it's kind of like I'm one day going to gamble on somebody that wanted to be better with me, not for me, because I don't feel like people are supposed to come in your life and be better for you. You should be better for yourself. Yeah. Right? But if I don't get to a point where I'm just like, if I meet somebody, I'm going to give them a hundred from the gate because they're giving me a hundred from the gate and be comfortable in that, then I will never know what a hundred from the gate is. Yeah. What I can say about that is um, for me, I'm the type of person who like, I, I don't know what it is. I'm like a love elitist. And so I take pride in knowing that I was right and knowing that I did the right thing mm-hmm. and that I was the good person. Mm-hmm. And if you fuck me over, this is in love or friendship. If you fuck me over, then you going to hell. And that just brings me great comfort, you know? <laughs> so for me, it's just, it's easier for me to, uh, to give myself fully Mm-hmm. Just simply because I know that if you fuck up, I'm going to feel vindicated just, you know, knowing that I was just a better person. And um, that is toxic in itself. That idea, that thought process is toxic in itself. But, but is it, it toxic has... though? Or is it like <laughs> I have faith in myself to be a good person to you, regardless of if you're a good person to me? I feel like that's more on the level of people who... Um, people who truly believe in forgiveness, and I'm not I, saying, I, yeah, I'm not saying forgiveness in somebody will do you dirty when you were do, being good to them and you accept it and you accept them still. I'm saying forgiveness in the fact that, okay, I was good to you and you were shitty to me, and we part ways, but I feel good about myself because I was the good person. Well, that's that's a very good way of putting it because for me, I always thought it was just a moral superiority complex. <laughs> oh no, this this is where this is where that would be toxic. If somebody, if you were good to somebody and uh, they were shitty to you or they did something vindictive to you, and then you didn't even you didn't feel like the breakup was justice enough. You feel like you need a fucking make sure that this fool talks to his great-great-grandkids about me. 
Well, yeah, that I yeah, that's more of a Scorpio thing. But Virgo, girl, <laughs> for Virgos, we're just we're okay with. Um, I'm okay if we break up and you were a shitty person, and I look at your Instagram and I see that your life has fallen apart through no fault of mine whatsoever, <laughs> and just <laughs> this karma has come back to give you a very swift kick in the ass. That's that's all I need, really. Oh shit, it's it's horrible because, like, okay, in friendship, there's a person who we went to school with actually together, and mm-hmm. me and her were very very close. And um, she got a job somewhere, and she moved out there, and um, she was just really going through it. She was having a very tough time, so I went out there to kind of support her and be like, "Girl, mm-hmm. you can do this," and um. I just did not like, I mean, and it culminated with all of the little tiny things in our friendship that I had dealt with over the 10 years that we were friends. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, it just, I was just, I just did not like what I heard or saw or anything. So I kind of cut her off because in the end, she got mad at me for something really stupid um, that happened while we, while I was out there. And um, I'm not the type of person who I'm not going to mince my words. If you ask, I don't give unsolicited advice, but if you ask me for advice, I will give it to you. Now, can you handle the advice that I give you is the question. And she couldn't. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> and so she, um, you know, I, I just didn't speak to her. I, I mean, I guess I, you could say I ghosted her, but she never called me back. I, she never called me again either. So I guess it was mutual. And then when I see that, like, her shit is just, like, falling apart on Instagram, I'm like, see, I told you, bitch. <laughs> Girl, and that shit right there is where I don't even check. I don't even check on people where I'm just like, you know what? After this shit show of a situation, if you even apologize to me and we, quote unquote, went back to being cool. I, I and even in friendships, I can't give you a hundred percent of me as a friend because I'm not no half ass friend. Mm-hmm. I'm either in a hundred percent or I'm not. So what's going to happen even after you apologize and I don't fucking give a fuck mm-hmm. about the apology because you should have never did shit to apologize for. We can't have what we had before. Nope. I can't respect all. you. So let's throw this whole thing in the garbage. It's a wash. Start over. Like, start over with somebody else. Go abuse somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And I and, and when I see people who are very forgiving and they can do that, I'm just like, God damn, where the fuck you come from? Well, the thing yeah. is, is I can I can forgive you with ease. I can forgive you, but I'm I just because A, just because I forgive you does not mean that you still get to be in my life. And B, just because I forgive you does not mean, I'm I'm not necessarily forgiving you. I'm letting myself move on. I'm giving myself closure. Because people who can't forgive and who can't let go, they always have to seek closure from elsewhere. And you can't always get closure from that other party. Sometimes you have to close the door yourself. I, um, I learned forgiveness like at what? I learned forgiveness like two years ago. I finally um, learned what that is. But that doesn't mean I give it. <laughs> that, exactly. 
you know what I'm saying? And um, uh, growing up, like you said, where you said um, you seen your mom uh, have relationships. Well, would you have like whatever with men, but never call it any? Do you suffer from headaches, digestive problems, maybe even sleep issues? Well, Botanically Blended is an all-natural, handcrafted, raw botanical tea line that crafted teas that treat and relieve the symptoms that accompany these ailments, like pain, inflammation, swelling, rash, and fluid retention. The teas are taken easily and simply. We offer tea consultations so we can help people that may need to address certain needs and for those that are looking for more guidance. In order to schedule a consultation, you can go to www.botanicallyblended.com or you can go to our Instagram at botanically underscore blended and DM us and set a consultation up through there, which also includes a full-size tea. Get blended and drink yourself to better health. Imagine growing up and your parents being together until you were eight, they finalize a divorce when like you're 13, but you primarily live with your mom and never seen your mom date. So for me, being the only girl of five boys and never seeing my mom date, girl, of course my relationships are trial and error and shit shows. Yeah. Cause I don't yeah. know what um I don't I I can read books all day I can talk to people who say they're in a happy marriage all day I can watch TV which is sometimes fucking toxic when it comes to relationships because they promote uh, healthy relationships as being quote unquote boring but at the same time uh, experience wise I don't fucking know what a healthy relationship is because I'm always preparing for disappointment I don't mm-hmm. fucking know what a healthy uh, friendship is until I meet people through trial and error and I actually get to see that they're genuine. But when it comes to uh, a healthy relationship between a man and a woman, I don't know what that looks like for me. Yeah. I feel I feel exactly the same way. I nobody in my family was has is married. Well, no, yeah, nobody, no, not one person in my family is married. I, there have been people who have been married once or twice, yeah, and that that didn't work out. But growing up, nobody in my family was married. My grandmother was married, and my grandfather died the year that I was born, so I didn't get to see that relationship. And from what I hear, that relationship was toxic too. Um, I what I did when I figured out that I was fucking up with my husband, mm-hmm. I just started to do the opposite of all the things that I saw growing up. Mm. I let people teach me. I let the people around me teach me what not to do. Because when I first, I don't know how this nigga put up with the shit he had to put up with. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fucking nightmare. Like I, I mean, I what? Granted, I was a child. I, I mean, not a child, but I, I was a child essentially, and I was stupid, 
and I did things. Um, a lot of th- a lot of the things that I did was to test him. Mm-hmm. I did at some point start to like push him away and be like, like kick rocks, kid. I don't mm-hmm. if you I don't care if you're here or if you're not. Mm-hmm. And he had to push through all of that. And then when I figured out, like, oh, shit, I'm fucking up. Like, one time, I'm going to tell him to kick rocks, and he's going to kick the fucking rocks. And I, I got to shape this up. And when I started doing the opposite of what I saw around me mm-hmm. is when there was a breakthrough in in my relationship. And this is when I started to do, this is after we were married. So this is how good this man is. because Does he have he, more patience than you? Does he have more patience? Yeah. Um I I would not say it's patience. I would say that he like he is not a very emotional person. He does not think with his dick. He does not wear his heart on his sleeve. He's very calculating and everything to him like if everything could have a number, if he could do math about every situation, he, he would. could make it Exactly. He, okay. Like, he he can't, um, he doesn't function in emotion. He functions in fact. Okay. And he tells me still to this day that I taught him how to be empathetic because he did not know the meaning of the word. Girl, and, I and And, and I'm, that's my thing is I'm the type of person who I'm like, marry somebody or date somebody that you already like never go into a relationship feeling like or thinking that you have to change somebody because there are enough people in the world there's 7 billion people in the world is somebody here that you like already that you don't have to fucking change yeah and so for me I'm surprised when he tells me like all of the things that I've taught him and what he's gained and shit from this relationship because I'm like I, you was just a homie it was like dating Ghostface Killer <laughs> like he was just <laughs> You was just a homie. Like, I didn't go into this, like, trying to teach you or trying to change anything or teach you any valuable life life lessons. I just found somebody that I like, and I kept fucking them. And that's, that's really all that happened. So it surprises me. But hey. Why do I get disasters? <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> disasters are gonna fucking happen, and that's, that's one thing about this topic with, like, um, when we talk about sabotaging, purposefully sabotaging relationships, I feel like the young people think that there's nobody for them and nobody, there's nobody believes in soulmates anymore. And when you have, when those notions, it's kind of like believing in Santa Claus. It's like, once you stop believing in Santa Claus, the gifts start getting kind of whack a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, gift card, socks from grandma, thanks a lot. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same thing with relationships. It's like, when you stop believing in these, like, core fundamental things, the rest of it is kind of, like, gibberish. It's like, blah, whatever. You know? Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> I live there! That's where I live! I'm going to play these messages.
Toxic. Keeping one foot in and one foot out, that's toxic behavior. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that one. Because uh, I'll be damned if I give 100%. And you, you playing just in case. Nah, we, we both gambling in this situation. We both going to either take an L or take a dub. It, it, just, it just depends on how you play the cards. Let's see, though. That's all I'm saying. Is you a good space player? Because I am. I'll make it shape. I'll make it work. Okay, so I do think like if you put one foot in and you got one foot out, that is quote unquote toxic. But I don't know. I'm a reciprocation team. If I if I honestly see that you putting in a hundred percent, I'm gonna put in a hundred percent. But also, this is also me. If I see that there's something that's true about you and character I'm not the woman that's going to try to change your character I'm going mm -hmm. to accept your character for who you are but I'm also going to know that my name is Chantal and I can't fuck with that but I can respect you for being honest and I'm going to throw you the deuces even before you do something negative because I know who I am and I know that that's something I don't respect in the man that I want so I'm gonna have to leave you alone and I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my losses here. So um a lot of it is like maybe this person did nothing wrong per se, but they show me a part of them that I don't want in the man in my future. So I'm gonna cut my losses right here. For instance, a lot of males today don't have shit to give. But words that sound good, maybe some peen. And then on top of that, your life is still not in order on my level where the way that I can move in my life and the, the freedom and the honesty that I have with everybody in my life, you don't have on your side, but you have the audacity to tell me that you're you don't believe in monogamy and you believe that you should have multiple women in relationships oh and i i be looking i be looking at these men like but you can't even be honest to multiple women in your relationship that i don't have no problem with men wanting multiple women in relationships and being polygamous if you can one afford it and to be honest to all those women and still have your respect but if you can only be honest to one and lie to the others so you can feel like, quote unquote, you're the man and you're struggling in life financially, mentally and emotionally, you have you can't have the audacity to say that I'm I don't I deserve a, a polygamous relationship because you cannot afford your own lifestyle. Yeah, I that is um, one the most extreme example I've ever heard. <laughs> Two, <laughs> that should be killing me. I completely agree, though. It's like the only the only man who can survive a polygamous relationship is an absolute alpha. And if you're an alpha, you I tell my husband all the time, you lie to people you're scared of. Hello. So, so 
so you're not an alpha and you're not you're not know what they like to say real ass nigga like they like to put because if you can't find all your women up in a row and be honest about what the fuck you do and how you do it and be like who's all in favor and everybody say I shut the fuck up (laughs) shut the fuck up that's true that's I feel that because there's no man that can once be in a relationship with me and we're not in a relationship no more and be out here with his mouth open talking about hey I have divs that's my bitch I'm not your nothing my name is Chantal we once dealt with each other and I don't fuck with you no more like you're not even you're not even allowed to be outspoken and reminisce about nothing with me yeah you know that was a time to be alive for you and it ain't nothing no more and 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 i don't i feel like today is just too easy for these males out here to think that they are elite and they deserve multiple women but can't handle a couple of women see and i like to call them participation trophy ass niggas see (laughs) this is the thing here's the thing we I come from a place where if you was not good at something, your mother, your grandmother, somebody said, baby, no, this not your thing. Move on. If you did something poorly and you didn't get the trophy, you didn't get one for showing up, you went the hell home empty handed and the person who did it the best got the fucking trophy. And Today, like- everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a fucking trophy and it gives these people a false, a false sense of entitlement. It gives them a false sense of grandeur. Like I'm the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. And no, sir, you are not. You and then they turn around and be not. like, okay, that can be your personal opinion. No, I'm telling you for real. Like people right. who don't give a fuck about you lie to you and make you feel temporarily happy. I'm the type of woman that's going to be like, if there's if I if you feel like there's something I'm doing where I I I'm giving you entitlement uh, feels, tell me. If you feel like there's something that I'm doing that's out of pocket, tell me. You don't have to disrespect me to tell me that I'm getting out of pocket or I'm being disrespectful. But you can tell me if you're a man. But if you don't tell me, and you bring that shit up later, sir, you and I got the same vagina. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Like there's no other way to cut that shit. The and and the thing about it is, the thing about it is this: is that people have invisible expectations in their relationships, and I you cannot tell me what you expect of me. So, for example, I wear sneakers. I'm a sneakerhead. You yes. will not catch me in heels. I have <laughs> maybe two three pairs of heels one of mm-hmm. them is a pair of Louboutins that I just felt like I should have and mm-hmm. then the other two are like $40 shoes that I wear when people tell me I can't wear my sneakers that's it <laughs> <laughs> and so my husband he loves me being a tomboy he loves the fact that I'm sporty and all this mm-hmm. shit but if I'm in a relationship with you and every time I get dressed you roll your fucking eyes because I have on sneakers, but you don't never say, oh, babe, can you go find some heels? How the fuck am I supposed to know 
that you have a problem with me always wearing sneakers. Mm. And that's a part of the sabotage is that we have these expectations of other people that we expect them to read our minds or we don't share. I'm sorry, Kobe's in the house. Hold on. Um, we have these expectations in our minds that, you know, pe- that we don't share with people. And then we just expect them to just fucking do the right thing or do the thing that turns us on or yeah. be the person that we want them to be. And we haven't voiced any of this to them. Yeah, that's so a problem. So then how can you have a healthy re- relationship? That's a problem. And it's also exactly. a problem. It's also a problem when one person is voicing their concerns and their um their needs and their wants. And the other person is still on some I don't want to say that because I'm concerned about your feelings. Yeah, but that's some that's that's back to what we were saying. That's some have you got a vagina. <laughs> like like you can't expect to have a relationship with somebody. Okay. You can't expect somebody to um to to change and and kind of contort themselves for you and you haven't, you know, you haven't fully first of all, you don't know what you want in your own head. Boom. And then you don't have the balls to express that to another person. That just it doesn't work. Yeah. That you you need to be able to blow up doll. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How dare you question me about who I've been fucking? But when I be like, I don't question you about that shit. But I know you've been fucking other people. But in my mind, I treat you as though I know you've been fucking other people, and those other people don't fucking matter. So why are we having this conversation if it's one sided? Yeah. Like, that's the shit that be blowing me and why, like, I just, I, I, I did myself a disservice by training myself to expect less. And that's why I can't blame, I can't blame other people for me expecting less out of other people because I trained myself to expect less because I was getting less. Well, I think I think the healthier thing to do in in that instance is to put your expectations out there from the jump. But how and, you put expectations out there with people that you don't even know if you want to get to know? Well, that's true. That's true, because but I think that's, that that's one of the important conversations that's not being had these days. Because that's why, like, today I... I posted talking stage left because I don't give a fuck about a talking stage no more because that doesn't mean shit to people today. Yes, we've but been what, talking. But what is the stage? What is what, what what stage do you start at if not at talking? What's the what's the stage? I mean, you that you we're start talking at? to you start talking to people, but even in the middle of talking to people and you feel good about the person that you're talking to. You also, through common sense and experience, have to understand that there are things about this person that you're talking to that you like, that they're clouding, covering, and not sharing with you right now. So even though 
you enjoyed that two hour conversation or you enjoyed this with this person, once they honestly get comfortable and they start telling you um, who they are, hear them and ask yourself, is this the person is a person you want to further give your time? And that's what I was talking about when I said, sometimes people don't do anything to you that's wrong they show you who they are and you know like oh I don't fuck with that so I can't talk to you no more and then I and I and I did this so um I was talking to this um this man because he is a man who's intelligent spoke multiple languages um just very articulate uh, and handsome but when he was honest about how he um, feels about the relationships he deserves I knew I can't be a part of your mindset of the relationships you feel like you deserve and you deserve them right you deserve the relationships you want I just know I can't I'm be a part. It. So I said, um, so he 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 started, he kept calling me. I wouldn't answer. He had texted me. I wouldn't respond back. And then he got to a point, he was like, he was like, did I do something wrong? Um, I said, he was like, did I say something wrong? I said, no. I said, honestly, there you want you want things that I know I can't be a part of. And there's nothing wrong with you, but I know if I continue to keep talking to you like I do, in my head, I'm going to tell myself it's okay for me to accept them because I like you enough. And it's kind of like you being a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. You know, I fuck with footwear. I will sit Mm -hmm. and design all day. If I go into a store and I'm looking at shoes if I stay in that store long enough, I'm going to make my mind like something. Mm-hmm. If I go in there and I say I'm looking for shoes and I go around and I see all the shoes and nothing nothing like pulls me to it, there's nothing in here that I want. And I think a lot of people fuck themselves up and sabotage relationships by hearing people, uh, seeing people do things they don't like, but because they want what they want so much with a person, they basically put the cons of that person on mute for the sake of having somebody. And oh, that's yeah. why when I listen to people talk about what they want as adults and they feel like they deserve certain shit and characteristics that I cannot give them, I step the fuck back early. Yeah. But that's smart. That's that's smart. That's unselfish. That's there. There's I don't. There's nothing absolutely wrong with that. Like I. I don't feel like. Um, I feel like the un the, the like you said the unhealthy version of that is is putting your ears and eyes on mute because yeah. like my Angelo said when somebody shows you who they are believe them and yeah. a lot of times women get shown who a man is or vice versa. And they 
don't believe them and they think like I said that they're they're a person that they can change or that they you know I can deal with this or I can fix it I have my my own brother has a wounded bird syndrome and I just cannot for the life of me fathom you being like you always choosing codependent friends and you always choosing a codependent mate because you feel like you need a project. So that is I, for me. Oh, that's girl, I, have, I have three brothers that pick project bitches. And I'm not saying like women from like actual projects. I'm saying like this woman consistently shows you that she does not deserve who you are. And mm-hmm. your head, you tell yourself this is the woman I need. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'd be so fucking confused. I'm just like, dog, how the fuck you marry a woman that convinces you that your children are the problem while you raise her other two children who are not biologically yours? Exactly. That's, I, it, like, that blow, it blows me. It blows me. And a lot of times with black men, once they find a woman, I, I find that, I won't say a lot, but many black men, once they find a woman who fits a puzzle piece, one puzzle piece, it could be a thousand piece puzzle, but if this bitch fits one puzzle piece, they be like, okay, I'm going to make it work. And it just, I tell my brother all the time, these the, the when he break up with somebody, I'm like, okay, she go to the craft room. Because mm-hmm. He just spends so much time on women who you bring her around one time and I can tell that she needs fixing. <laughs> like, and that's not the type. I mean, you can, I'm not saying don't date somebody that has baggage. We all have baggage. But if a person can just look at this woman one time and tell, oh, this bitch got problems, like real, real problems. Mm-hmm. maybe you're not the one that need like maybe this isn't the situation for you especially if you got problems of your own and you got things you're bringing to the situation like other children or you know your own emotional or mental you know roadblocks that you're trying exactly to so this is this is my thing I think there's no one on earth that doesn't have issues or, or character flaws that they need to um, improve right mm-hmm but the, I think the key is to give your time and invest your emotion and men- mental into a person who wants to fix those things also. Yep. My gripe be people who are good, genuine people with people who are just like, man, I've always been like this. You already know how I am. That's just how I'm fucking I am. You either going to deal with it or you're not going to be here. And then they make themselves small enough to be like, okay, I'm going to deal with it. But but who gets the backlash of that shit? People that actually give a fuck about you that got to listen to you fucking vent about how fucking miserable you are in this fucking relationship when you knew you shouldn't be in it anyways. Exactly. And that's why I got to a point when my brothers will call me up and tell me about these women who need to be by themselves. 
just like there are some men that you have for longevity, some men that you marry, there are some men that you just fuck and you leave alone and you go home to your own place of peace. Yep. There are women that are good for longevity, women that are willing, are re- ready and willing to fix their character flaws with you, and there are women that you also fuck and go about your business and go back yep. to your peace. And I, I don't know what it is, uh, maybe it's the lack of mother-son relationship that my mom have had with them because they're grown men now. But they they be settling for these women that don't want to see them better in life. And I'm just like, duh. Yeah. yeah. What? And uh, the thing with, I mean, my brother, he he watched my father look for greener grass for 30 years. My my mother and my father have never been a couple in my lifetime that I can remember. And my brother's 10 years older than me. And so my brother watched them be married and separate. And so now so then when they separated, he watched my father. My father was a serial monogamist. And no matter what a woman's flaws were or if he, you know, if she was too young for him or any of those things, my father gave it a fighting chance. I'm talking about five years or more apiece. And my brother watched that. And now I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of times he is looking for, he's looking for his forever person. Because he always says to me, you know, I- I'm going to just give up. You know what I'm saying? Fuck these bitches, blah, blah, blah. But he never actually does give up. And so now I feel like he's repeating the sins of his father. Mm. And one of the things about, um, one of the things, one of the key things about sabotaging a relationship is that you have to be, in order to sabotage a relationship, you have to be in a spot where you think that you don't deserve something. And it does not matter if you, um, if it's outward or if you have a big ego or if you're conceited or if you're full of self-confidence, none of that matters. But somewhere deep inside, you feel like you don't deserve something. If it's happiness, if it's togetherness, companionship, whatever it is, there's a hole somewhere. And for him, I, I've watched him try to fill this hole. And even when I think that he gets close, mm-hmm. something happens and I see something switch in the woman where she, she might be a wounded bird and she might be broken, but she finds the spot where he is broken and she punches him in it. Mm. And I'm just like, that is not, that's not healthy because you are seeking these women out. You have a cert, you have a type. Yeah. And so you're seeking out women who punch you in the balls when they realize that you have had a hysterectomy. Wow. And that's just like, it's not cool. It's like, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's heartbreaking. To the men out there, I, <laughs> I gladly, I welcome you if you have a, uh, if you don't want kids anymore, bring your <laughs> ass here. You know what I mean? Like, 
That is my lane, cause woo wee. Ah, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and you know something. I never, I like, I was so. I don't want to say surprised because I always knew that you were gonna be like an awesome mom. Like I will always say, oh, our mutual friend from college. You're welcome. Uh, our mutual friend from college. I would always tell her like, she, she, her kids are gonna be so dope. But I was so super surprised when you got pregnant. I was like, who? Did she Everybody was. Long Girl, enough. After my mom, after my mom saw me in labor, and she know I'm not very like, um, I'm not tomboy to the death of me, right? Mm-hmm. When she heard me say to the doctor and all the nurses in there that was just looking at my pussy bust wide open, and I said, <laughs> okay. This is the last push I'm going to do as if I had a choice, right? I said, this is the last push I'm going to do. And when I push this kid out, do not put her on me. I don't want none of that stuff on me. Go over there and go clean her off and bring her back. My mom looked at me like, <laughs> nobody says that to doctors. When people have their babies, they want their babies on. I said, no, it's a new day. Don't put that baby on me with that stuff. <laughs> go clean her off and bring her to me. So I had her. And then they put me in another room and then it was like, they wanted to see if I could breastfeed. First of all, I've had loud nipples since the sixth grade. So even in the sixth <laughs> grade, I knew that, oh, if I have kids, they're not going to have no problem finding these titties, right? And I knew it would be abomination if I had kids and didn't breastfeed. My firstborn found my nipples by herself. Like, when it comes to Helping yourself, go find yourself something to eat. Like, this, this is your house too. She found her food. And so I could hear my mom on the phone in the room. Um, you know what? Surprisingly, she's very maternal. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I'm just like I can hear you. So with, with you saying, like, you were so shocked that I was pregnant. Girl, you and me both. You and me both. But, it, you know, it happened. It, no, twice. And I must have did something horrible in the past life to have two girls, but they're here and I'm not having no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gave the world two big head, beautiful girls and I'm not having no more. Like I used to be like, no, I need my boy. Oh, I don't need him. I'm good. We good yeah, money. You, the, them babies are going to bust this shit wide open. I would not be surprised if but, they're like the president. <laughs> because I I talked to him like we friends like today I went to my best friend's house and she was like I like your friend's house and I'm just like why why you like her house and she was like because it's big and I like to go in all the rooms and up and downstairs and clean it she has two kitchens I was like yeah so what you gonna do is you gonna make sure you excellent in life you gonna make sure you stack your bread and you have a career that lets you have a big house so I could come in it and mess everything up and she, she was like no you not I'm gonna call the cops. I was like, "Girl, I ain't scared of no <laughs> And we just, we just in the car talking, right? And I was like, "Yo, I really gave birth to like my best friend." Yeah, that and that is one of the things that like just amazes me is because, like you know, I'm in love with Anya. Like I have that little girl, that little wild child. I have watched her like blossom and grow. And it's just like she is her mother, and that's what I was thinking. Like when I was when 
when I say that I was surprised that you got pregnant, it's not the fact that I'm surprised that you're a great mother, because like I said, I knew that from the start, that you were going to raise independent thinkers who didn't give a fuck about the next man. Thank you. Who were going to pay their own way in life. I knew Thank that. You. Gate. Out the gate. Right. What I was surprised is that you put up with a nigga long enough to lay down and make it. Girl! <laughs> Girl, can we talk about it? Because the reality is, and I tell I tell my kid this, I tell her daddy this, I tell my mom this, I tell everybody this. I didn't have, I didn't create Anya because I was in a great relationship and that was like the man I saw a future with. I, I didn't see a future with him. But I knew that what I knew what kind of woman I was, mm-hmm. and I, being one of being one of five children for my mom, and being the youngest and being the oldie girl, and my mom has since she was nine years old took thirteen pills a day, yeah. and and at that time I had a I had a healthy relationship, the healthiest relationships I've ever had go to shit just for like yeah. egotistical reasons. Yeah. I I said there's no way that I'm going to invest three more years or four more years trying to figure out a new person and then have a conversation of having kids because I don't feel like my mom has that much time. Yeah. And I will be fucking livid if I waste my time with men who were not good in relationships and did not allow at least one of my kids to experience how great my fucking mom is as a grandmother mm-hmm. and her pass away and all of my brothers have kids that experience my mom as a grandmother. Yeah. So I always tell my mom, I said I did not create, I didn't say hey, you over there, come shoot up my club. I didn't say that. <laughs> but I did I did purposely source out someone I already knew, but always pushed away from to be like, all right, you check the boxes for what could possibly happen. I'm not, I'm not preventing it from happening, but if it happens, it happens. Right, and I yeah. told my mom, I said I had Anya for you. I didn't That's... have Anya for me. I had Anya for my mom. So I always yeah. tell my mom, like my firstborn is your baby. Yeah, you know, and they are yeah. their like, best friends, and I I've always loved their relationship. And then the second one, the second one was the Lord laughing at me and her dad. Because the reality is me and her dad could have had 13 kids. Not because I got pregnant 13 times, but the way that we were in life fucking. Yeah. The way that we were just like out here doing what we want and dealing with each other in that way. If the Lord himself said, oh, I'm going to let y'all slip up and y'all become pregnant 13 plus times, he could have did that. But he waited 15 plus years of us on and off fooling around to be like, okay, I'm going to make him slip up right here. (laughs) 
and I and he always her her dad always would say, man. I, even when I was pregnant, he would say this a lot. He was like, "I feel like, I feel like this kid's gonna ruin our relationship." And I said, "I said, us having a kid doesn't have to ruin our relationship, but I'm gonna tell you this: it's either going to be really good, or it's going to be really shitty." Mm-hmm. And that's the realest shit any woman can say to a man who's about to bring mm-hmm. bring life to their child. Yeah, and the way that he moved because he wanted to be dishonest and fake a life, it became something shitty that over time has gotten better, being that she's four now. But it's, it's I, I don't I don't feel like it's going to be all the way a hundred because he's still fighting, he's still fi- fighting honesty. Yeah, you know? so that's what that is, but. Yeah, I'm not having any more kids. I, I did my uh, donation to the world. That's what it is. But I was always a person that was like, I ain't having no goddamn kids. Yeah. That's that the way it. I felt about marriage. I was just like, for what? Yeah. Like, what is the purpose and the point? Yeah. I'm going I'm to run, that... run through these messages. Like, on. Yeah. Alright. I don't know. But I'm going to tell y'all, like, I end up having to deal with a chick that ended up self-sabotaging that could have been something between me and her, and we could have built something together, but, you know, she wanted to do that sly, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship right now type deal, <laughs> you know, that I, I, I'm going to just try to scoot you away. It's like, they try to, they try to find a problem. Yeah. By looks of it, because they have this type of expectation. So you do one or two bad things, you completely out. Yeah. Or something that they probably just don't like, or their friends don't like them for some reason, or whatever. Whatever the case may be, whatever it is, they will like to get rid of you. Yeah. I've That's done true. That. I've done that. I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be honest. I tried to, and it did not work. Cause what what Derek did is sat my ass down and was like, "Okay, what's your fucking problem? What is the major fucking issue with you right now?" Yeah. And when you sitting on a day bed and you got a nigga sitting on his knees in front of you, looking yeah. you in your eye, asking you this fucking question, you can't help but answer it. And um, yeah, I I, I tried. I tried to. I tried to bring out all my crazy and put it on a slab <laughs> so this nigga could, so I could really be like, nigga, this is what you got to deal with for the rest of your life. And he was just like, okay, look, you're going to tell me what the major problem is. And if not, we're going to go get you some help. But bitch, this is what we, this is where we at. <laughs> you know what the problem was? If the, the ex at the time had, had the balls enough because he didn't have the balls and that was a major problem in our relationship is I felt like he was too soft compared to the males I dealt with. Mm-hmm. If he had the balls enough to be like Chantal, what's your problem? Like what is preventing you from feeling like you can fully step into 
us us being something and working together on the next level. We probably would have been together. Yeah. But because be, but because he wouldn't tell me because he wouldn't tell me what he needed from me as a woman so he can be secure in the fact that I want a future with you. I was like, oh no, he's too soft. He's not good. He's not gonna be able to handle. Every day mm-hmm. his feelings gonna be in the air, and I'm gonna be like, I don't, I don't ever want to disrespect a man that I'm with, but being around a whole bunch of older brothers and not ever dealing with a man that's very much sensitive in his feelings, I, I would have, I would have broke him. Yeah, because when but- I when I told him when we were together and I told him, "Hey, I grew up in a house of all boys. Uh, my mom didn't believe in discipline, which means when we wanted things, we fought until bloodshed. When we <laughs> things and we wanted respect in the house, knives were thrown, waists were thrown, and instead of my mom set some rules and be like." This is not what you do in a household. My mom quietly allowed it and she just pulled out her first aid kit. Yeah. That's how I grew up. And I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying in order for the man that I'm with to balance me out, you're going to have to grab your balls and be like, what we're not going to do mm-hmm. is raise your voice and talk to me. What we're not going to do is have some physical fight to get what we want to get across in communication but what you are going to do is you're going to explain to me what your problem is he couldn't do that so I was like oh no this is not gonna work (laughs) (laughs) this is not gonna work but men don't realize that that is what we want and need no matter how much a female rah-rah all up in your shit that is what we want and need. My husband is from Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. And I'm and I'm a Brooklynite. Mm. So you know that shit was like bumping heads constantly. Like, you listen, let me tell you what you not gonna do. And then he right back. And the thing about the thing about Derek is that I am a very when I'm like arguing or upset, I'm like loud, boisterous. You gonna get my point? You gonna hear it? He is laid back. He's gonna sit back on the couch and he's gonna speak quietly and calmly. People think he's fucking psycho. I mean, he's the biggest fucking teddy bear in human existence, but people think that he is psycho because he doesn't have any levels of emotion. When he's pissed off, he gets the 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 hate. <laughs>